0: Hello, my peeps. Yet again, it's your boy Omar with another episode on the sauce. Today, oh man, what really grinds my gears, I swear, when people don't accept the consequences to their actions. I feel like you should know that actions have repercussions. Two plus two equals four. So why are you in the mindset that you don't deserve said consequence or you're better than said consequence or like just a whole bunch of things in general. Like I, I feel that a good example is the whole energy that we have with a lot of vehicular accidents that we have. I uh, recently have lost two friends to, uh, car accidents, and it upsets me a lot because I feel that as a driver, in terms of knowing the rules of the road, and as far as, you know, yes, there is the percentage that, yeah, it was just a complete accident, and then there's others that just don't give two fudges about the rules. You want to run a red light. You want to ignore the pedestrian rules of the right away and everything and it just really sucks that when it's taking the court and everything you got people that really try to play the whole violin or, or the whole sob story like I remember uh one veteran bless his heart he's still alive that I know uh he was involved in a hit and run and it was funny because The way the case was explained, the father was in the passenger seat and the son was in the driver's seat. I guess the son had his permit or maybe he, you know, had his license. But whatever the case may be, like, he hit my boy, who obviously had the projection right away. What was funny was that when the camera footage was pulled and whatnot you kind of see the stutter after the hit and then the continuation so of course there was obviously a transition of oh crap I hit that person and oh you know keep going it's not a bigger deal I don't think he got hurt as bad and I tell you what like He's lucky that he didn't get time. I mean, if I was a lawyer, I would have pushed for time. No cap. 110%. Like, you're doing some years. Luckily, the lawyer just won after their pockets and suspended the uh, his permit for I forgot how many years. So, obviously, he won't be driving for a bit. But, uh, I, I, I feel like... 15000 and change, that's a lot to go after the pocket of the family. it, it It's kind of like a lesson, but you have to think, like, if my boy didn't make it, I'm not going for no money. I'm not going for no paper. I'm going for some time. He needs to learn the consequences of his actions. And for you to have tried to play the violin that you didn't see him well, I know that I, if I heard a kind of mini thud or, or or something that hit my car, I would have stopped in midway, or at least U turned to see, said what was bump or something collision. The way that the camera footage shown you, you literally kind of stuttered, stopped, like you were wondering, and then you continued. So it's not been like you tried to double check. You didn't U turn. Because there was continued footage of, of, of you continually going down that uh, street on South Cobb Drive. So, like, n- not only was you caught in, like, a a, a a little, you know, stutter lie, but now it's like, really, guy? Like, <laughs> you thought you hated a regular person or you hit a veteran. And I like how the lawyer really, he really played that Mr. Krabs Tiny Violin and was like you know what my my client because of hospital bills and everything we're just gonna go after the pockets because can you imagine seven months being in a in a cast in a late cast and you having to have a nurse literally help you shower and because of the cast obviously like you can't get that area because it's covered so obviously when it is time to open up the cast, obviously gonna smell, you're gonna have to shower right away and whatnot. And like living on the top floor of an apartment is already like a, a extra hassle. So now you have to have, you know, somebody make sure you can walk down the stairs or get carried or assist. And it's like that's seven months, excuse my that's seven months of hell. And so like, yeah, hospital expenses um, you know, food, the whole nine yards, yeah, fifteen thousand and change to do it. You're lucky your son didn't get time, cause I would want for fifteen plus years and then still try to go for the pocket. I'm 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 all about the paper, but I'm all about the 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 retribution, the the the, the justice. Like, come on now. And then you got so many people out here. That try to water down the consequences. Like this whole... I lost track of how many generations. But the whole Texan driving thing. If you are in a vehicle that literally has the power to end a life. Just by Pac-Man hitting the fudge out of somebody. I feel that you should have... The highest level of responsibility to, I don't know, have your eyes on the road. I'm pretty sure the message is not going to leave. It's not going to get up and grow gnome legs and a head and walk off. Like, this is why we have these cool little clip-on things that we put on our car, on our dashboard. This is why we have earbuds. This is why we have the freaking... The simple speaker button to put it on speaker. You can talk text, people. Literally. Okay, Google, and then freaking, you know, do text, talk, whatever. You shouldn't be grabbing your phone, looking at whoever texts you. LaQuisha, Alejandra, uh, Geppetto, Sergio, Robert, like, whoever. Like, it'll still be there. It's not the end of the world. And when you get mad, when you get put over and like, oh, 250. And you're like, for just having the phone in their hand and texting, like, yes, it's a big deal. Yes. Like, can you imagine like coming home from work after some overtime, bro? And like, (laughs) you got caught talking, texting. (laughs) Now half that overtime check is to pay for that ticket. It sucks to be you, <laughs> not your day. But, like, really. And then if you get into an accident, it's worse. Because now, thanks to technology, in terms of, like, how these cameras are set up in lanes and everything, we can literally zoom in times 15 to literally see... The, the the steering wheel area like i think it's cool because i had did a tour of uh of walmart it was it was a field trip and we got the to tour walmart and and the security system because a lot of us in uh were in law enforcement class and the trip was like to try to understand the seriousness of security and civilians. So I was like, oh, that's a cool trip. Let me sign up for it. So we went and we got to see the behind the scenes of like their cameras. And they showed how strong these camera angles are. When I tell you, if you have the type of lens where you could zoom in and see the number of the card when they put it in the chip reader, if you have that type. Of camera angle power, you, you a shoplifter, you're you're gonna get caught. Like no cap. There's no way you can dodge that. Like you can <laughs> unless you're a ghost or 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 something, you're not gonna dodge that. That is amazing as far as how far we come in technology. And for people to try to outplay the camera is funny, especially if you want a red light. And you think you didn't get snapshotted. You got snapshotted. As a matter of fact. For people that don't understand. You're getting double snapshotted. You're getting snapshotted once. Because of the front angle. And then the back camera is snapshotting the back of the car for the license plate. And I know this because I had a friend. Who under awkward circumstances. Tried to play a game of chicken. And outrun the red light. So you know. He he could hurry up and, and get to work. And it wasn't worth it. It was not worth it. Cause he got snapshotted and, and they're so nice. I, I, I feel like they're nice when they do it, but it's more like one of those um one of those taunts like when Stone called flicks you with the bird with the middle finger before he stuns you. Cause they send it to you in the mail. The first mail is the picture of the snapshot. letting you know you got caught. Blah, blah, blah. Your bill of the fine will be sent to you within blah business days. Please appear in court to pay it off. Blah, blah, blah. Then the second one is like the receipt for the bill. So he's like, I gotta pay $550 for running a red light. Yes, sir. Yes. There is no landing on boardwalk and park place. There is no redo. That is your consequence. $550. <laughs> and he was like, I can't believe they were able to see me in the front and then see the back of the car. Because it's a pretty great camera. And even though it's not in color, it's it's enough as far as black and white is to where you can make out the detailed license plate on the back of the car, and the front. So, like, for those of you that believe that, like, oh, I really did outrun that red light, no, no, you didn't. We'll we'll, we'll, we'll say you have a 1% chance to make it, and the other 99.99% is you getting that beautiful mail of the picture of your car photo by the next day after the receipt, of that $550, and it's like, you should know better. You should know that, like, come on, red means stop. It's not the end of the road. I feel like wherever you're going is still going to be there. Still going to be there. If you are so crazy hectic to ignore the rules and run a red light, I feel like you need to find another means of transportation to get to where you want to get to so badly. I really feel like you need to find an Aladdin carpet. You need to find the Chronicles of Narnia closet. You need to do something that's not going to risk somebody's life. Because I tell you what, all it takes is for you to go past a red light and on the other end is somebody that's making a U-turn, changing the lanes, a progestion, and boom, you've changed two lives. The person on that end and yours, and let me tell you, both are taking an l because lawyers these days go for the maximum as far as vehicular manslaughter is concerned. I don't know the the math in years, but I know it's at least about like twenty plus so twenty plus years of your life is gone, and that's that's just a passive. We're not even talking if the family wants to go further because then you know if the family is telling the lawyer like Throw throw the whole the, the whole calculator if you have to, and I've taken a little bit of law enforcement, and there's a lot of stacks you can put on somebody. You can literally put one count for just an instance like that. We got like what one count of vehicular manslaughter, one count of failure to stop at a red light. Uh, if you want to get greedy, uh, one count of speeding because you ran the red light so that's like three counts and like i'm pretty sure if you get three counts it's it's game over like there's there's no uh there's no extra life There, there there's no uh save point your life is done that's half your life down the drain we're talking about at least maybe 50 60 years and that's and that's just the passive, like I said, like we're not even talking about if you got a judge that just really is like so you thought you could just play the system, well, let's see if you could play the system now, and if he wants to give you life, oh man, then you're really then you really done done fudged, my friend, you're really done fudged what 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 was was it worth running the red light to I don't know get to work early. To uh, go to Shakisha's house. Like, ugh, the destination is still gonna be there. Like, come on. Like, when will you realize that your actions have consequences? I, I, I love that meme. But, uh, come on. And then another batch of actions that have consequences is bullying. Like, I feel that if you make the choice to bully somebody, to make somebody's life sad, and and I've bumped into quite a lot of friends that have been bullied to the point that some literally moved. Some wanted to end their life. Some even wanted to escalate it and be like, well, he won't bully me if I get a gun on him. And it's like... For bullies, like y- you know the choice you made. And like I'm gonna keep it real because I watch a lot of drama shows. We ain't got no bullies out there that are all hallmark uh lifetime bullies where oh they had it super bad and just decided that if their life is bad, they should make other people's lives bad. And and at the end they finally found what they were doing was wrong and blah blah no. Those bullies out there is like point zero 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 maybe five percent, maybe five percent. You'd be lucky to get a ten out of me, but I'ma say five. The rest are just plain old sadistic evil despicable just love to hurt people. And what I don't like is when the consequence happens, they're all like, "Oh, it wasn't that bad," or "Oh, it was just a joke on the Facebook." It wasn't cuz we have a lot of cyberbullying and like that's even just a, a next level cuz now, you know, it's on the internet. It's for everybody to see. It can be shared. It can be shared, it can be shared, cut, paste, whatever, send it to another person, that can be shared, and then before you know it, like your reputation is tarnished through cyber, and those facts either aren't even true or over-exaggerated, and it's just a shame. I forgot which state it was, because I was reading an article, but one state dropped bullying in their state by like 18%. And that was a while back. I don't know how far it's dropped now, but get this. So they decided to make a law in effect to where if the kid is said bullied and it's reported, the parents will receive a fine. And the fine escalates pretty much like if you were at the casino trying to go double or nothing in blackjack <laughs> or or you know whatever game that you know you're really trying to get that that extra payday so the first offense <coughs> it's 150 fine to the parents they tried this system and it works it actually works they did this system cuz they believe that it is the parents responsibility To be able to keep their kid in check as far as behavior, knowing what they're doing. Now, I'm not saying every parent is super perfect. They have like the eye of Mordor on their kid just 24-7. But I feel like it should be enough to where you should know that just from parents' intuition, just from gut feeling, okay, something's not right here or, you know... I've been called into the office too many times or these many parents have been calling and complaining about my kid. And at first, you do got some of those parents that stand up for the kid like, oh, Tom doesn't do that or Bobby would never hit said person. And then you look stupid when you figure out it has happened. So now it's like your kid has like lost a part of the trust that you have obviously put in them And the belief that, you know, they are what you preach them to be. And it's like, yeah, so the first one's 150. Then the second one doubles to 150. So now we're at 300. Then the third one's a thousand. Then after that, it just kind of double resets itself over again. So I guess after one, the 1000 would be, uh, 1350. And then that 1350 would double. And then, so yeah, and uh, eighteen percent—that's a lot. When when you consider that now parents are really keeping their eye on kids, because now it's like (laughs) you costing, you, you you costing me my money. Well, like technically, you're like costing the house money because, like, imagine if your kid's bullying in that state costed you to lose your mortgage or couldn't keep up with a car payment or was behind on paying a loan. like can you imagine that? So I think that state is really trying to focus on if you really care about your kids and your home and your lifestyle that you'll keep your kid in check and you'll make sure that you know when said offense is reported that it doesn't escalate past that 150 because that 150 is kind of a little little trailer. And then it starts to escalate and then I would hate to be a family that it gets to like the three thousands cause your kid wants to be a a a a, a rebel or something. Lord forbid, like whew. man, Billy. So uh this is the third time and uh the principal the state's sending the bill for three thousand, like why, why, why are you messing with this kid? What has he done to you? Like, and it's funny because that whole law was kind of like a test run. So after the test run, it got like officially, officially approved throughout all schools. So now I'm just waiting. I really want to see it happen in Georgia. I would love to see it happen in Georgia because Lord knows we got some really bad baby kids here. And it's like between just the last article I read a while back of a bully that happened in Georgia, he pushed, they were getting off the bus, he pushed the kid. And he's always been pushing this kid every time they get off the bus. He decided to take the push a little further and he didn't wait for him to get off the bus. He pushed him while he was going down the stairs on the bus. Because of the weight that the kid had on his book bag when pushed happened, uh, the kid did a a, a forward, basically a, a tuck and roll, but the tuck and roll didn't end completely. It ended with neck first landing on the last stair, and he broke his neck. So it's like, really, kid? Like, so now? You're in middle school, you've just one count of murder. I was like and for what? What did he do? Sit in sit in your favorite seat? Like we never know the motives of, of half these moments of bullying. I, I used to remember in, in the Bronx where where I lived before I moved into Georgia, bullying in the Bronx was, was a little dark. And it was childish dark to the point that like it really made you want to isolate yourself. I remember that, uh, my first bully moment, it was hamburger day where you get a hamburger, you, you get a, a, a chocolate little cake for your dessert and you get fruit punch as like your lunch thing. And the burger had all the toppings and everything. And you know, I made sure I was fresh in line because you know, everybody knows that the way you situate yourself in line depends on if, you know, you, you get that, that, uh, that fresh row of burgers or, like, the lukewarm or, you know, the last one. But, you know, no one complains about the last one because you got you got to be grateful. It's the little things. So I wound up getting the last burger and apparently my, my bully for today was mad that I got the last burger. I can't control the output of how many burgers come out on Burger Day. Like, these lunch ladies, shout out to the lunch ladies, they work hard to make your day, whether it's breakfast, lunch, A, B, C, D, whatever letter blocks we have right now. But uh, I got the last one, and he followed me. I-, I thought it was, you know, just because we were in line, because, you know, it was kind of a semi line. You go in, you get your lunch, you, you go out, You follow the line to the sign table of, you know, where your teacher is sitting and, you know, all the students have lunch. So he followed me and I never met a person so passionate and mad about the last burger. But uh, he took my burger and just somersault flip, just flipped it out of my plate, just entirely landed on the floor tomatoes lettuce pickles the the meat the bun everywhere and and then told me never take the last one ever again and I'm sitting there like wow and I want back to get a replay and you know the, the they have you know the kind of emergency lunches where you know if, if you're if your class is late to the lunch period or you know the 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 special kids but uh I, I was able to thankfully enjoy a a a a, a six-piece chicken nugget with dipping sauce, which, you know, I'm thankful that I even got to eat at all. But, you know, it's the fact I went from a burger to a nugget because somebody was mad that I took the last burger. And it's just spiteful bullying like that that, like, really gets me because it's like, is that how you spend your day? Is that how you get up? for your nine to 4 30 you just make kids lives miserable and like you get off do you get off on that are, are, are you like the joker is, is there just no plan like is life not serious like c- c- come on people like there, there has to be actions and, and yeah there was actions I, I remember he got suspended and i didn't see him for quite a bit Uh, As a matter of fact, he got changed out of my class to another class, which lunch period was completely separate from mine, so I didn't even have to worry about bumping into him at lunch ever again. But it's like, come on. like As far as life is concerned, just don't be shocked and own up to what you done. It's that simple, whether it's driving, bullying... Or just simple, domestic violence is the perfect example. I feel like you should never be, I I also mentioned the passion of this in my last one, it should never get to a point that you are hitting the person you love over some small time BS. I think we have a problem if it escalates to that. And like I said again, I say before, if I find out any of my friends are going through some domestic drama... I'm just gonna say this. These hands are, are, are certified. They are certified. I don't approve of it. I don't I do not condone it. I don't justify it. My my mom is a survivor of domestic abuse and I feel that like it's it too is automatically three strikes. If not three strikes b- Three strikes and and bonus around, round, like in Street Fighter, where you get to hit the car and, and see how many points you can get before the timer runs out. I don't want no sorry. I just need you to leave, pack up your stuff, go. Like, just go. I was like, cops will be called. You you will be doing some time. Get, get some help while you're at it. Because I hate the fact of... A lot of them try to water down what they did. Oh, I was drunk. Oh, I had a bad day. Oh, she didn't make my favorite. Oh, the kids are, cr- the baby's crying and I can't sleep. Like, you need help, bro. You need it. You need to, you need to, to uh, own up to your actions you you, you're putting your hand on the woman that you love and you're trying to water it down to justify it and then when it gets to court you want to play the violin of now some some do with the power of prayer and counseling they do admit i need help i have anger problems then you got the ones that have the audacity to want to play the violin just to get out of <laughs> just to get out of the uh, punishment. Those are the worst kind of dirt because now it's like is, is he really trying to play me? And, and And they're the ones that make it bad for the ones that really want the help because some judges don't take the risk on the dice roll that some are like i'm just gonna give you time or you know i'm gonna give you blah blah hours of community service and you're in probation and blah 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 and so it's sad when you got some that do you know admit and then wind up getting the bad consequences for their actions and it's it, it, it really hurts. That's the percentage that that I worry about. The ones that really admit that they need help, that they need counseling, that uh, they just need to open up and just you know let God in and just know that you know hurting is not the answer to to, to be loved. Like you should never have to show fear. To be respected or loved. Like it should never escalate to that. And in any sort of life or lives if you get reincarnated or whatever. But it's like it really takes me off when you have a lot of people who go through things in life and their actions basically define who they are at said moment of action and it really says a lot to whether it's a consequence or just you know that type of moment where you kind of decide you know what should I do for said you know what happened like I remember a long time ago I, I, I had a chance to really just be the most... This was back in my Rebel days. I, I, I was a shoplifter back in my Rebel days. And it was it was for the thrill, but it was also because I didn't have a lot of friends and I was bullied a lot. And so the only friends I had were the friends that thought it was cool. I was getting away with these high-level items or, or so many items in my pants and whatnot and not getting caught and everything. So... There was a moment me and a group decided to go ahead and shoplift a bit. And uh, we decided to hit, I think it was a Walmart, if I'm not mistaken. Yep, it was a Walmart. And uh, I had a lot of stuff. I had a lot of stuff. And, you know, they kind of caught me and they told me to empty out everything. And I had a kind of little secret compartment in my jacket that, like, nobody knew about that you can't even feel even if you got patted down. And what was my defining moment was I could have just, A, went ahead and said that's everything and still left with a nice, good, you know, catch of the day type thing. Or B, go ahead and tell them and own up to the fact that I got caught. And just accept my actions for my consequences. <laughs> and they looked shocked when I told them about the secret compartment. And they were like, you could have just left. This was like $200 in items. And I was like, yeah, I know. I just, I I, I, I need to, I got caught. I got caught. So there. And uh, when it was time for my... My consequences, a lot of things were taken into consideration during this case. It was the fact that uh, I revealed that. Uh, It was the fact that it was my first time offense. Uh, It was also a fact that, you know, as far as, like, me being a good student in school, like, I I never had any issues or, or problems with grades and whatnot. And so uh pretty much they slapped me with the good grace of God. They slapped me with three hundred hours of community service and I had to pay a small portion of the fine, which was about six hundred dollars of the percentage of the items that I had stowed all together. So uh the community service was pretty not chill it was a grind but it kind of was the debut of kind of opening me up to God because my community service was at a church it was at one of my best friend's churches and it was funny because after a while I lost track that I even completed the community service I just really had loved the energy of, of helping others and whether it was Coming to church service or, or fellowship or you know, youth Wednesday, it, it was it was just the fact that I just found, I guess, a calling that I didn't realize that I truly, generally just really loved helping people and giving back to the community. And when they tallied up the hours, they were uh, the 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 judges were very impressed to the point he. He kind of waived the rest of the percentage because at first it was just increments of 600 within this many months and then another 600 until, you know, half of the fine of what I stole altogether was was, was waived. But uh, so I clocked in at 315 that I did. That was just, you know... The extra that I didn't realize I'd done. What I lost track on during the whole sheet was I had really accumulated about 680 hours that I was just repetitively getting signed off on that I didn't realize. And he asked me, he was like, Were you shooting for that? And I was like, No, honestly, I really just got caught up and helping the people that I really forgot that I had achieved the 300. And it was really impressive to him because he was like, oh, he's, he wasn't the kind of person that just stopped that 300 and said, bye, Felicia, I'm done. I got my 300, I'm out. Not only did he forget that he even maxed the 300, he kept on going. So he raved the rest of it, and I was just stuck with the 600. Which was funny because I got to rub it into a lot of people's faces because I got to see who my friends were from who my friends weren't that left me because they were like, you're not working, so how are you going to even get rid of this 600? Well, as a nerd, I play card games, and my favorite one is Yu-Gi-Oh! So best you believe, I was able to accumulate 600 off the combination of selling my collection and also winning tournaments. Uh, at the end of month two, I accumulated about $780. So I was able to pay off the $600 and have a little bit of play money, which I gave half to my mom just to be like, Hey, treat yourself. I'm sorry for all the drama I put you through with me. And, you know, I'm hoping to change and everything. And after that, church kind of shut down. I really didn't have a church to go to until I found St. Philip. Shout out to St. Philip. Any people that go to St. Philip that listen to this, you know that that church was great. And it was really there for me during tough times. But it just goes to show you that owning up to what you do, is not a bad thing and it shouldn't be something that you should try to to uh, dodge or play the system or avoid like just own up to the actions that you've done and move ahead with your life because I can tell you from experience it doesn't help anybody for you to play the violin or water down what you've done Cause you're just lying to yourself and you're not helping you're just hurting your life moving forward in general because i tell you what it makes me wonder how i would have turned out if i really would have just played them and just said yeah i don't have anything and just left with 200 in in items and yeah, I would have got fined. Yeah, I would have you know done the community service, but a small chunk piece of me would have been like, I played the system, and then that would have been an interesting Omar to seeing like an alternate like Earth type deal where I would have just got such a high on that that I just would have been like, oh, I could play anybody. I I I I, I could get away with anything. And that's an Omar that I don't want to see. And I think that's an Omar that anybody that knows me would never want to see. Because I like the Omar I am now. And I'm never going to change for anybody. And I'm going to stay on the path that I'm at now. And that's the path of just responsibility and love and owning up to... Whatever I've done, whether it be good or bad, because at the end of the day, it's your life and you only get one. So why should you try to make life like a casino game and try to hit me, hit me, hit me, and then you bust? And then it's like, well, you had a chance to stop, take what you got, and move on but no you decided to keep playing and playing and playing and having one life especially when we're going through covid times even in non-covid times you only get one life now i feel like knowing that you should live it to the fullest and also be aware that your actions have consequences so with that said I do firmly believe that every person should know that literally as you go through life, there is literally a two plus two formula. And that four is the four that is waiting for you to either be a positive or a negative. Will you be a positive four and own up to said whatever two plus two actions led up to consequences and own up to it or will you be a negative for and try to violin play it out it wasn't my fault or they did this or i was late for work that's why i ran the red light or she didn't make my steak right so i threw it at her and it's just like come come on dudes let's 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 be real let's 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 be serious with ourselves we all know that there's a big pool of BS out there when it comes to people trying to own up for their stuff. You got team, we own up for it, we move on, we, 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 uh, we try to get healing because sometimes it, it's either an emotional or mental battle that's happening with us as far as you know what we've done and owning up to it. And then we have the other team, which is literally what I would like to call a combination of trying to own up to it and A, being the repetitive of, oh, I owned up to it, and then blah, months and years later, you're back to square one. And then there's the other team, which really tries to get help for it. And it's hard because they are prideful and don't want to admit that they need it, but they know they need it and are just scared to open up to it. Because I truly believe that by owning up to one's problems, one evolves, one grows, one ascends. (laughs) One should never try to think that they're so better, that they're so much more awesome than another person or something, that they don't need help. I had one person I was friends with who had a really bad, uh, really bad drug problem. He got help for it. Don't get me wrong, he got help for it. But he wasn't really good managing his money. He was always burning it out either when it came to, uh, just, you know, getting rides to to go to AA and and NA or, you know, just, you know, during hard times, it's hard to find a job. So, you know, unemployment only gives you so much and you got to make do with it. But uh, he was blessed enough to have won the lottery. I think it was $150,000 he won. Nice, nice payout small, decent, fair payout. He was in the program that I'm in. We were all, you know, congratulating him that, you know, he'll he'll move out of the program and, you know, move on to a better life and everything. I was a little bit reluctant. I was like, I feel like he should get financial help before he takes that step because having that much money can be overwhelming if you're not a person that's known for spending smart. And he done a feat I never seen before. He not only burned out the one hundred and fifty within two months time, but it lived in a uh in a trailer on his parents uh property. So it's like one you didn't own up to the fact that one of your problems was that you're not good at spending money. What did that lead to? The burnout of that beautiful 150000 followed by now you've downgraded. You went from being on your own in a program surrounded by a lifeline to moving back with your parents and living in that trailer on their... Uh, properly not saying your payments can't be your lifeline but it's just the fact that you took a big step back in your life and you properly didn't want to admit that you needed the help because he really felt that he was so much better that he didn't need any sort of assistance once he got this money it was as though he thought that you know having that much money that was the help and money don't fix everything. I don't care what anybody says. I paid enough Monopoly to know. And enough real time life experience. To know that money don't fix everything. But uh, to end on this note. Just remember guys. That consequences have actions. I just tied myself. That actions have consequences. And that everybody needs to be held accountable no matter what it is whether it's little or small because you have to look at it as if you start little and just try to play the system those little will grow into big and the bigs will grow into something worse so you really got to look at it from that perspective because like I said before once you Take into the fact that you have to own up to what you've done. That is room for growth. That is room for evolution. Because you only get one life. And we want to enjoy that life as much as we can. No regrets. No short life expectancies. Nothing negative. Just all positive two plus two positive fours down the road. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Next episode, who knows what I'll be talking and ranting about or giving my personal opinion. But you can find it all at The Sauce. This is your boy, Obar. Peace out.